Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. A listener production. Whether you drink soy milk, oat milk, almond milk, rice milk, or chalky milk, we've got a seat at the table for you. It's Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Well, Alex Dyson, it's a big weekend of sport in Australia. The grand final playing out in Perth against the Bulldogs and the Demons, uh, two Melbourne teams. <laughs> uh, hello to you. I was just watching Matt. He shut his eyes and squinted them trying to remember the names of the teams. That I was playing. searching deep, mate. <laughs> they playing against each other. I was going other. deep into the memory to try and figure out uh, who was playing. I'm not, I'm not the biggest aficionado when it comes to... Australian rules football, but it was a great watch uh, on the weekend. It absolutely was for those of us who had free-to-air television and were watching it. Um, huge game, topsy-turvy, and we thank you very much for hanging out with us. Matt and I went live on the Matt and Alex Instagram alongside the Matt O'Kine Graham, the ever-popular Matt O'Kine Graham, and uh, it was so much fun, man. The comments were coming in, lots of questions were asked and answered. We had some halftime entertainment. I mean, Birds of Tokyo, they can rock a house, but I think... Matt O'Kine singing A Whole New World rocked it even harder. I can show you the world Take you wander by wander Over sideways and under On a magic carpet ride A whole new world a new fantastic point of view. No one to tell us no or where to go. Yeah, so we give you a little bit of an update of how it all went down very shortly. We're also going to be chatting to uh, three young guys from Australia who have just turned the science world on their head when it comes to statistics and data around COVID. They revealed their identity earlier this week and they've turned into... Bloody superstars. They are both whippers and snappers. They're whippersnappers. And I tell you what, it's one of the best stories of the year. We've got the uh, interview with Darcy, Wesley and Jack, the three dudes behind the COVID Base AU Twitter account, which blew people's minds about 4,000 retweets when they revealed their identity. We'll get into why a little bit later on the show, but so stoked to be having them on All Day Breakfast today with Matt and Alex. Let's get stuck in. We've also got Clickfish. It's going to be a mad one. Let's go. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Matt and Alex, All Day Breakfast. Yes, after uh, a bit of toing and froing in the first half, the Melbourne Demons kicked away 140 points to 66 in a grand final for the ages. Probably the one and only 
time it will be played in Perth and uh, the people of the West making the most of it. 57 years of history. And uh, as Max Gorn, the captain of Melbourne, said, Matt, the, uh, the Premiership Cup is coming home. Yeah, look, I wouldn't know. I wasn't able to watch it. Um, we did a live stream um, on Instagram Live. Thank you to everyone who joined us, uh, including some of our special guests. It was an absolute pleasure to have uh, Mitch from Curry Curry, who's a friend of the show. Uh, he dropped by to sing a little ditty at one stage. But more importantly, sorry, Mitch, to absolutely confess that you were completely overshadowed by Darcy Moore, our Collingwood footballer. He joined us from his living room. He'd been watching as well. So that was an absolute treat to have... Old Darcy, undercut Darcy on there. What an absolute legend jumping on. And um, I think I think is that is when we got our most viewers, Matt, uh, because they must have I think a lot of Pies fans must have got the old Darcy Moore has gone live RC thing mm. because our I think our viewership tripled uh, as soon as Darcy jumped in and um, rightfully so. The dude's an absolute legend. And uh, we got to have a chat footy for once because as Matt couldn't figure out how to watch the game. Um <laughs> There well, was a okay, lot of non-footy okay. discussion oh, during sorry. our live stream. I'm sorry. <laughs> Is it not the year 2021? All right. We're going to be talking to some geniuses up next who can pull data automatically from 15-page documents. Like They're giving information and statistics to the world it's, about a pandemic, a virus so that's affecting the nation and the world. 15-year-olds can do it. And yet I can't watch the grand final on my laptop, which is connected to the internet. Yeah, it was a bit bizarre there. But, um, yeah, big game and a big hang. It's, it's so always so nice to hang with you and uh, get your questions and feel those kind of things. Uh, what, were some, what were some of the big questions you remember, Matt? We got to the bottom of what is the best, best shape. Um, we, <laughs> we discussed the issue of not only what we've covered on this show before of uh, shoe sizes that Rant Dog's taken care of, but also for some reason, the Australians not being able to get on the same page when it comes to pints, schooners, yeah, pots, Yeah, that's something we, t- we talked about, imperial pints, eight ounces, ten ounces, hello Tasmania. <laughs> you know, that, that we did touch on that, didn't we? Considering that there's all this beef going on with the premiers and the, and yep. Scott Morrison's all like, oh, open your borders for Christmas, open your borders for Christmas, oh, we're a nation, blah, blah, blah. Get the drink sizes right first, all right? If we can't do that, we're not going to get a vaccine rollout. If we can't roll out three different sizes of cup and call them the same thing around this country, we're not going to be able to get the right amount of Pfizer's where they need to be, are they? You're going to go, you go to, you go to South Australia to get your jab. They're giving you 570 mils of it. In Tasmania, they're measuring out eight ounces of it. You're like, what's going on? I wanted like, a oh, mini. Just a, it, we want to call it a jab. I wanted a mini syringe, not a pint <laughs> syringe. Anyway, um, that is something we covered as well as football <laughs> over the over the journey. You heard a bit of halftime entertainment as well, Matt O'Kine. Um, I don't want to say overshadowing, but I think... That is official. The Birds of Tokyo were overshadowed by Matt's performance there. Uh, a special live performance from Woods and uh, DJ Snorlax uh, doing a cover of Avril Lavigne's Complicated. And we also had listener Justin, who from his own his own report was on beer. He was, the amount of beers he's had was between 9 and 196 that night, but he gave us a stirring rendition of Justice, D-A-N-C-E. The mystery. Uh, <laughs> the 
The way a movie is a mystery. <laughs> hey, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> Which was Bravo, absolutely Justin. brilliant. Yeah, bringing it home. Uh, I'm sure that the 2022 grand final organisers have got you on speed dial for next year, centre stage. Hopefully back at the G. Absolutely right. And i got to tell you, Matt, um, people pretty keen for an NRL grand final hangout next week. What is it, the Souths versus the Panthers? What are you thinking? Who's your tip? Oh, I'm going to go for Souths. They're my team, so fingers crossed for them. Yeah, up the bunnies for that They're particular They're my Sydney one. team. We'll see. There was also another question of uh, what's your best Ian Dyson story that we didn't, we weren't able to get to. And, you know, there's, there are many Ian Dyson stories that um, I could regale you with, but they come so thick and fast, I think I may as well give you a new one that he told me about over the weekend of something he got up to this week. So um, there's something to look forward to. And look, that's the, that's the beauty of, of uh, All Day Breakfast. You ask a question, it can be answered at any time. And uh, yeah, keep an ear out because old Daddy Dyson turned the tables on someone. We'll let you know about that later on. Coffee? Yeah, coffee. A seventh coffee never hurt anyone. No, I feel a buzz. Click, click, click. Click, click, click. Click fish. Click fish. With producer Bron. Yes, it's been a big weekend on the tools for our producer Bronwyn. She joins us in the studio right now. G'day, Bron. Hello. You've been, Saw you um, creeping in the comments of the live Instagram that we did in the <laughs> AFL game. Were you watching it? I was, yeah. I was enjoying it. I was planning on watching the footy and then I just got very distracted by the live stream on Instagram. <laughs> was a uh, was a miraculous journey of uh, many different parts. So we thank you, Bron, for um, helping put it together and keep it, keep it organised. But you didn't just watch a stream. You also clicked on some other uh, interesting things over the weekend. Can you please tell us what's happening in the world of articles we shouldn't care about but do? <laughs> so this first one's from Lad Bible. The headline, BBC viewers in hysterics over name of reporter sent to cover petrol shortage crisis. Oh. Did you guys oh. Okay, this is, this is right up our alley. Because the people were in the comments last night of the footy saying they were coming up with their own, which was like um, Chris Peacock. That was it. Chris, <laughs> yeah, Chris, Chris Peacock. Peacock and uh, Jenna Tools. Jenna Tools. Um, I'm going to say... <laughs> Optimum 98. <laughs> yeah, un, uh, Jacob unleaded. <laughs> Close. Um, so apparently there's a, a shortage of fuel happening in the Oh, UK. Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel. Oh, no. Vin Diesel. <laughs> that would be great. I don't know what he got into journalism. <laughs> I think there's like some panic buying happening in the UK. So the BBC sent the journalist called Phil McCann. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, oh, they're <laughs> down to the petrol bowser where people are stocking up and hoarding the petrol. <laughs> we cross live to Phil McCann. <laughs> that is pretty good, bro. Oh, what did Phil McCann great. have to say? He's just gone viral, so this has gone everywhere over the weekend. Go live to uh, our reporter Phil McCann and uh, somebody on Twitter suggesting, Phil, that your name isn't the best name for a reporter there this morning because... You can't fill, you can. <laughs> Nominative determinism, isn't that what it's called, John? I said on Twitter, it's like being back in year nine. How perfect, Phil McCann. 
Too good. All right, what's what's up next? So this is from Business Insider. The headline: A crypto trading hamster is outperforming the S and P five hundred. What? Okay, is this a new Doge coin? As in, there's a hamster that's on a coin, hamster uh, some coin. crypto coin, or is there an actual hamster clicking on buy sell? <laughs> I bet this is like the uh, the World Cup op- octopus, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, kind of. for the crypto world. <laughs> it's this hamster called Mr. Gox, um, and he's in this <laughs> real high tech. Why is that so cage. hilarious? A name. <laughs> what does Mr. Gox have to say? He's in this like all teched up cage where. <laughs> He runs on the wheel and he decides there's like a bunch of cryptocurrencies running through there. And depending on which tunnel he goes into, there's a buy tunnel and a sell tunnel (laughs) is what they'll choose. Oh, my God. But he's actually gone up 24% since he started doing this in June, which is more than the S&P 500 have gone up. Give me that hamster's number. (laughs) Mr. Gox. Oh, my God. Mr. Gox, I presume. That's pretty incredible, Bron. Um, That's an even more ludicrous um, investment scheme than you buying shares in BRN because that's your name, Bron, <laughs> which also seemed to work. It, I'm looking it has forward gone to down this... a bit, but it did work for me at the time. I'm looking forward to the sequel of Wolf of Wall Street, The Hamster of Hamptons, <laughs> uh, which will be an, a really fun, riveting watch. <laughs> that's excellent, Bron. What's the next one? So this headline is, somebody tried to warn us about Chris Pratt as Mario in 2020. And this is from the gaming website, Kotaku. So that was announced. There was a big uh, headshots of a bunch of people who are the voices of the animated characters in the Mario film. And um, I didn't see a lot of love for the choice of Chris Pratt Pratt as uh, Mario. (laughs) A lot of people weren't happy with it. But someone tweeted in May of last year, I'm calling it now. The Mario Brothers movie will not have Charles Marinette play Mario for no reason and cast someone like Chris Pratt. Wow. Oh, so they were just completely guessing and they got it right. Is James Corden in it as well? He seems to be in a lot of the voiceover <laughs> movies. Yeah. He might. Who's, who's, who's playing Luigi? They've got a Charlie Day as Luigi. Charlie Day are as they, Luigi. Are either of these people Italian at all? Um, I don't think so because Bowser is Jack Black. And Seth Rogen Wait, is he is even Kong. a dragon, Ron? <laughs> <laughs> well, look, I can imagine ja- I can imagine Jack Black being being a great, you know, dragon. But I don't know. I really feel like they could have gone a little bit harder in finding an Italian plumber to play the role of Mario. Are you telling me that the actual Mario voices from the video games are people who are Italian? Because I don't think they are. No, they're not. I don't that doesn't think make they it are. right in 2021. Okay. Now, there's some Italian plumbers out there who deserve to be put in the spotlight. For God's sake. If you're an Italian plumber, get in touch with us. Do your own damn Mario auditions right here, right now. We can make a better movie. Well, that's the thing. Chris Pratt never changed a washer in a sink in his life. He doesn't know what it's like having his elbow in bloody poop, does He, he? I bet Chris Pratt has never bent over and have the top of his bum showing. That's how offensive this is to plumbers and Italians. Anyway. So anyways, we th- thanks for that, Bron. I don't know much Italian cinema. So, I, well, I did do an essay on Italian neorealism in University of the 1930s oh God, film that sounds The like Bicycle the Thief. Read. Oh, I feel so sorry for any lecturer who has to mark that. 
Uh, what a great, <laughs> oh, wow. what a great film. But you know, long, long past now. The the lead actor from that one. But I could see. I don't know about Mario, but I'm just saying visually. I reckon Sasha Baron Cohen would make a good Luigi. Ooh. Tall, yeah, black hair. There He'd you have a go. good mustache. That's a great. And even call. Isla Fisher could make a good princess. You know, Princess Peach. Yep. Yeah. Um, well, look. Thank you very much, Bron. Thank you. On with the show. <laughs> Order up. Just how you like it. Perfect. All day breakfast. Now, Matt, superheroes do not reveal their identity enough these days. I mean, think of your Batmans, you know, your Bruce Waynes. Always masked, very boring. You think of your Peter Parker will never tell you his real identity. But we are very, very privileged to have two superheroes joining us who revealed their true identities on Twitter over the weekend, uh, much to the joy of the Australian public. They run the website COVIDBaseAU, which has been keeping statistics on all of the diff- different facets of this little pandemic we're going through. And wouldn't you know it, as soon as they got their vaccine, uh, their faces came up and people were amazed that they were... 14-year-old Wesley and 15-year-old Jack, two school students who just love statistics. And I tell you what, here they are on All Day Breakfast, our heroes, Wesley and Jack. Hello, how are you? Hi, um, good to see you. Hi, Hi. No, good to see you too, Jack and Wesley. You've got a third member, Darcy, who is not joining us today, but the three of you have made quite a splash over the weekend. Uh, can you tell us what it's been like since uh, you revealed yourselves as the, uh, the people behind COVID base AU, Jack? Uh, yeah, it's been pretty crazy. So we, uh, I think a few days ago, we all went out and organised to have our vaccine together. Um, we had our first dose of the Moderna vaccine. And uh, yeah, we just, we'd always sort of thought that that would be a good sort of way to reveal who we were. Um, we'd always had that sort of in the back of our mind since we sort of started. And that's what, we did so yeah the response has been absolutely mind-blowing and i think it's like the tweet that we put out has over twenty thousand likes which is just madness and and all the comments have been so amazing so it's been pretty special well what you guys have done is truly incredible Uh, i mean you've got twenty thousand followers at least on twitter alone when i last sort of check or 30 it's already jumped up to 30 now (laughs) and so I mean, people and people of all ages, no matter where they are around Australia and possibly the world, are, are coming to get their information from you guys. And I mean, tell us, Wesley, when did the idea to even start this account and website happen? We just started uh, last year, and and he just started collecting data for fun, and and so like he he thought it was a good idea to like take it to the next level and build a website to present all the data. Um. Um. Combining with Darcy's uh, coding skills to make this work, and like I thought, I could join in and help some stuff too. I tell you what, <laughs> starting a website is difficult. You move <laughs> one thing, it goes it goes all over the place. Jack, how do you start a website? And when did you first start working with uh, with these kind of uh, skills online? Darcy, um, who hasn't been able to join us, he he's uh, very skilled with coding, so he's sort of coded everything from scratch and it's allowed us. <laughs> Sort of say when the uh, government say put post out their morning tweets or whatever with the data, say big gov dh, uh, he can see when they post it out 
download the image that they attach, read the image, take the values, and then paste that into my spreadsheet. What, like automatically? He's coded it so that... Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then we can get the data and then export that back out to posts on Twitter and also updating our website. I mean, the the information that you're getting is... It seems better than what I see in the papers, you know, that, I, that I'm seeing journalists getting. Is it really all just compiled from, you know, Victoria government tweets or are you getting some secret intel? You might get like a PDF with the government that like lists the number of people vaccinated by age group and state and it's like a 15-page long PDF. What we sort of do is get all those values and then put them into sort of a table with all the different states and age groups, for example, and then just have that in one image instead of having to look through like 15 different pages on a PDF. Oh, you are saving some people so much time, <laughs> so Jack good. and Wesley. And um, Matt mentioned the amount of followers who have jumped on the COVID base AU Twitter. Um, it's not just quantity, though. It is quality. You have emergency physicians there, immunologists following you, <laughs> a professor of strategic health from UNSW, Marie Cardi, uh, Phil Jamison from Grinspoon is following you. Uh, there is some real quality people and some people who are very intelligent who are following your website. <laughs> Wesley, is there anyone in particular that you've heard from or has reached out or has uh, commented about COVID base AU that has been really cool to see from you? It's really kind of unrelated, but uh, a cool follower is, is Laserbin, which is really, really sick, the, like the YouTuber for Fortnite and all that. Oh, really? There's a, a, a like YouTube streamer <laughs> that you uh, that's following you? Oh, another one is Greg Hunt. That, that was pretty exciting too. The health minister Greg what, Hunt. Greg, Greg Hunt's following you guys. I'm not sure, but he did. He did tweet about us. Yeah, wow, pretty, it's amazing. I mean, it's so good. And I also read um, Jack and Wesley. I saw in the stream of when you guys announced that you got your vaccine. Uh, I saw that uh, a gentleman by the name of Mark Stuve got in touch. Said, "Nice work, boys. Need a part-time job." Now that's all Mark said. Um, at which point you replied, Jack. What did you say to his uh, his post? Uh, so at first I. I didn't actually realize who he was, so I just thought he was some another random guy. <laughs> oh, just so another I, fan of so, me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so I, I have had this has been before this has blown up a part-time job at a restaurant. So I, I didn't really realize who he was, but then I did realize after, and I think um, he's from the Burnett Institute, and I think that. Um, <laughs> We'd be more than happy to do some work uh, once all this attention sort of comes down. Uh, the Burning Institute, one of the top tier when it comes to, <laughs> to modelling. So at 15 years old, getting a little offer from there, that is incredible, Jack. But look, it's been an absolute honour. Thank you for talking to us here on All Day Breakfast and um, best of luck with the f- future. We hope many people get to follow COVID Base AU on Twitter and uh, let's keep those numbers, uh, those vaccine rates heading up through the roof. Yeah, thanks, guys. Thanks. On the phone to old Daddy Dyson the other day, Moto Kine, as I do, like to check in, you know, big part of lockdown, talking to those closest to you, and um, he's giving me the the local update. I (laughs) sent him some links during the week, and as you know, he's 
Only in that 10 gigabytes of Wait, data. Wait, are we talking about deodorant or hyperlinks? <laughs> <laughs> so, some of those brand new thing the kids are using, hyperlinks is what I'm saying. Okay, cool. Not the old thing the kids are using, uh, the links Africa. Or voodoo, as I had. Now, um, <laughs> uh, so I was on the phone and I'd sent him some links and he's like, did you just, did you see him? He's like, yeah, I got to see him down at the library because, yeah, he's on the 10 gigabytes of data a year. So he turns off the old... Data roaming on his phone, not to... So, wait, 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 wait. Okay, let's just get to the bottom of this. Who is still even doing those plans? Uh, think German, think supermarket. Now... <laughs> <laughs> um, now, think middle aisle. Now, Matt. <laughs> so, I said I said him, because he checked him out down at the library. Um, he said, yeah, I managed to see him. I was, it was pretty, pretty tough because my time was running out because he's down at the library. When you, lo when you log in, um, you get, I think it's lower in COVID times. You know, usually you get 30 minutes on the library computers. I think mm. it's down to 15 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> so he's saying I had to quickly slip it in after he sent his emails. He was checking them out and he's the time you can see the little timer in the corner. So he's, every time he's using the computer. He's like a bomb defusal expert or something like that, trying to do all his roaming in this allotted amount of time. Anyway, I was telling me about this, and it's because we turned it about him last week where he turned the tables on the magpies who were swooping him. He got the skipping rope out and was swinging around, um, causing them a little bit of strife. But he was saying he was trying to, um, trying to get his work done on the computer, but over in the background, the librarians... They were yelling across the room to each other. One of them was on the little um, machine with, the, you know, the microfilm thing. They had the microfilm login. And she goes, oh, I've, I've logged in finally, Michael. And he's like, what? Like, I've logged into the microfilm. The dad's turned around going, what is this? What's going on here? I'm trying I mean, to, yeah, that's, trying that's to no watch. no way to act in a library. I'm trying to watch these it's Facebook all, libraries videos. Libraries are all about shh. Exactly. So Dennis or whoever is yelling back going, yeah, yeah that's nice. Well, you get it first time. He's like, yeah, let's do that. So Dad's sitting there and he he's of the same mind of you, Matt O'Kine. Oh. And saying, this is not on in this setting. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh, that would be so, getting so, you Ian's know, go to big time. So you know what he did? He shushed the librarian. Turned oh. <laughs> <laughs> <Dead> rounds. <laughs> he was, it was too loud. So he gave him a big old shush <laughs> in the library. And from all accounts, they were pretty stunned at that. <laughs> I can imagine. The tables, I you, the tables you'd were do turned. It and then as their jaw dropped, you'd say, well, now you know how it feels. Yeah. They're, probably gonna, they're probably doing it to everyone, not realising yeah. the hurt, but imagine the embarrassment. That. You would be mortified. A librarian shushed in your own library. I mean, I don't know if that's ever happened before. The tables have been flipped all sorts of degrees on that on that one, he said. And I was like, well, what happened then? He goes like, well, everyone went quiet and suddenly everyone was very busy and had a lot of work to do. He would have been the scariest man in the library. Could you imagine? He yeah. could have just he could have just taken any book off the shelf and walked out with it going, no, I won't scan it. Exactly. That's he could it, have done whatever. That's... Could have done anything in that moment. But... um. Tell you what, I've I couldn't believe it, and uh, so I wanted to ask you: When have you really turned the tables on someone, uh, Matt O'Kine? Have you um have you really flipped the script before? Have you given someone a taste of their own medicine?
before? Um, Have you opened up someone's cough syrup and force fed it to them? <laughs> um, I've occasionally cried in front of Sophia when she's hurt my feelings to see whether she like will react. <gasps> what? <laughs> I don't know if that's like, is that like a psychopathic thing to do? Like I'll fake cry to make sure, like to see whether yeah. she understands the gravity of what she's saying. Because sometimes she'll be really, it's like, because two-year-olds are really mean. Yeah. And they'll just say like, I'll be like, oh, I'll, I'll be like, I love you so much. And she'll go, no, 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 mama loves me. And I'll be like, oh, but I love <sighs> you too. And then she's like, no, mama loves me. And then, and then I'll be like, oh, can I have a hug? And she'll go, no. Right? And I'm like, oh, okay. And then she'll sh- go, go. Then she'll point and go, go over there. Right? <laughs> and so, so then sometimes I'll be like. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you're a trained actor, so I'm sure that this crying is very, very believable. Or are you, are you sure it's fake crying? Is that, I mean, because that would sting. And then I kind of just like, we'll see whether she's clocking it. I can promise you, she does not give a shit. <laughs> she literally just stares at me and then just walks away. And I'm like, God damn it. Man, that is brutal. <laughs> That's rough stuff. But let us That's know, have so you ever turned mean. the flight tables, flipped the script? Have you given someone the taste of their own medicine? Get in touch, Alex. We'd love to hear from you. And thank you for joining us for another Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Big shout out to Wesley and Jack from COVID Base AU, 14 and 15 years old, telling us, showing us how it's done. Just think right now, you're in a you're a very fortunate position to have heard Australia's Mark Zuckerbergs of the future on their radio debut here <laughs> on All Day Breakfast. What, Matt? We've got it the ground floor, I think. We're going to have to make a pitch. I just want to invest in whatever they're doing That's next. That's all I, just, I need. One, one Wesley and Jack and Darcy, I just want me and Matt, we'll split the 1%. We'll want, we want 0.5% each of whatever you do next. We're in. Just name your price. We're in. Take that, hamster that invests in crypto. All right. Um, we, are, we are out of here, but please join us tomorrow for another big episode of All Day Breakfast. Uh, if he, mm, I think he was almost summoned today when it came to uh, Australian drink sizes, but um, Rant Dog will be back. So if you do have something that has been irking you, okay, get in touch with us. Send us a voice memo, memo Matt, don't end it, Alex. Uh, anything you like, and uh, Rant Dog could be addressing your issue and undressing the problems and spanking their bot bots. We'll catch you tomorrow. That's it. The all-day breakfast kitchen is closed. Got something to add to the show? Slide into our DMs at (laughs) matt.and.alex. Shh. Listener.